0: Today most students of online courses are more users than learners. The majority of online learning basically asks humans to behave like machines. This comes out of the fact that most online courses today are written around instructional design principles, which in turn were written around research in computer aided instruction, CAI. The relationship fostered by instructional design is not one of learner to learning. It is one of learner or more to the point, student to mechanized instruction. From Not Enough Voices, the book, An Urgency of Teachers. And this was a keynote that was given by Sean Michael Morris.
1: Welcome to season four of Safe Topics.
0: In this series, we're talking about books. And other things. Yes, other things, but we're going to go deep on some books. Not like a full book review, but like a chapter by chapter review, which I guess adds up to a full book eventually.
1: (laughs) Yes, and we're going to talk about anything else that makes us think about how we teach
0: and why we teach. And we want you, the audience, to join us. Listen for
1: details about how to do that at the end of this episode.
0: All right, here we go. So, Curry, yeah, I talked about this a little bit uh, before
1: record. What's that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We were oh, too yeah. short last time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even before we hit record today. Right. Um, and, and my question here with that quote in mind is, um, what what are the limitations of standardizing courses in online learning? And the second part to that is how can learners benefit from personalized learning experiences?
1: Cool. Uh, so I I, li- I like that word limitations, and I would say there are sometimes when we teach when we put limitations on a, a way of interacting that that becomes really fruitful. Like you you put constraints on something, you say so. For example, like. Um, as a pre-writing exercise, I want students to use a slide deck, but I and I want them to put a quote on one of those slides. But my rule, my limitation, my constraint is you're only allowed to put 15 words on that slide, which that's not enough words for that quote. But the constraint forces a decision about what in that quote is worth the most weight, and so there's something fruitful there, right? So I think with with um, online courses and how we design them part of that limitation so i'm not going to put words and words and words and words on a page because that overwhelms the student i'm going to constrain myself limit it to a certain amount we do that all the time right chunking content all this stuff so i think i think that that has a benefit but to the point of the quote that that you read it also I don't know that it's as fruitful as we think it is. And I guess that's how I'm thinking about it.
0: The standardized
1: stuff is not as fruitful. Right. And and how we limit our courses in online spaces, I don't know that we're doing it because those constraints engender learning and generative thinking and, and things that wouldn't happen otherwise. I think we constrain them. We limit them because we're worried about cognitive load or we're worried about, you know, losing track of stuff we're worried about they're used to these other interfaces that have these designs so we have to mimic those designs only
0: yeah i think that this really this keynote along with kind of the different arguments around standardization and personalization really shows a, a bias in what People believe learning is yeah is learning um, recalling applying you know uh, uh, being able to memorize things or um, you know retrieval kind of things or is it this this exploration and and um, freedom to innovate and freedom to, you know, color outside of the lines and things like that, right? Um, Coloring inside of the lines can be praised like, oh, you did a good job keeping inside those lines, right? And anything outside of that, I think is praised, but by a different group, you know? (laughs) So, um, and and it goes to, I don't know about like learning types. I've heard that that's a myth. you know, or like, you know, have people say, oh, I'm a visual learner, right? Maybe they have a preference for that, but it's not actually like, there's not a lot of hard data on that. That is a fixed way of being, you know, because mm-hmm. just prefer that. And then they say, that's what I am kind of thing. So, wow. I guess people do that in a lot of spaces, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they prefer something and they're like, yeah, that's actually what I am. And it's like, no, that's actually just what you like right now. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I find that they both have their place. I definitely want wouldn't want to restrict anyone to the point where they they would condemn or feel like people are wrong for not doing it in this kind of mechanized fashion as as it's uh, described. But I also don't want people to feel like like you know those stereotypes of like well sociology's opinion or um you know literature is all kind of based on just preference and your personal liking or not liking that's not I, I just don't think that that's true either
1: totally yeah I totally agree with that um so you have me thinking okay Part of part of what we, I think we assume about the online space is, and and this is actually true. Um, Students are either preferring your class design or my class design, but I, I, I think we can, we can take a step back from that. And what we mean by that is they are used to those structures and not used to these other structures. Right. In other words, the problem with online teaching is we do have a whole apparatus of new systems or new tools. And we have to teach our students to use those things before we can even get to the, no, wait, hold on. Sociology has a lot of intricate and rigorous sort of substance to it. It's not right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think this works both ways. And and what I mean by that is, okay, if the online class is so fraught with new tools and technologies, then the solution is we just standardize those things across courses. That way, an online course is like an in-person course in the sense that when a student enters the room, they know those are the seats where I sit, and that's where the teacher goes, and here's how I learn in this space. So when I enter an online class, here's where the discussion happens, here's where the content I need to learn things is, and, and it's just across the board. But I mean, we just got done reading Teaching to Tran- Transgress. We know that there are problems with a standardized physical classroom, so there are all obviously problems with the online classroom. We always have to teach our students how to use space, how to inhabit space, and how to become active you know agents in their own learning in those spaces so yeah this is yeah yeah i'll stop
0: there so uh, this is something i've definitely said before in this space but something that i've i come to say every semester which is what i find is that students and just about anybody they appreciate organization yeah clarity Mm-hmm. right people want a clear path to success to whatever um and I believe whatever like society is deeming as success I mean this kind of like um self-defined success that's great I think that that's a really cool concept but in very real terms it's important to be good at the things that society says, We value people being good at these things. Yes. And with that, I feel like when you have some standardized elements to your classes online, otherwise, it can give people that sense of security that this is a clear path to getting where I want to go for my purposes here. It doesn't allow as many opportunities to discover a new path, a new definition of success, a new way of thinking that's exciting, invigorating, and, and could really be life-changing. I, I don't think it gives as many opportunities for that, for obvious reasons, because it's like you're just doing the thing that it says to do, you know? Right. Um, but I do think that people, like, that. that's, it's really important. For people to have, so I guess my my question would be next here because I don't want to just babble on about that. Like, in what ways does traditional instructional design perpetuate existing power dynamics and privilege that value or or they privilege? I'm sorry, they privilege certain voices over others, right? Mm-hmm. And along with that, we have to ask the question: What would an inclusive instructional design approach look like?
1: Yeah. Mm, okay.
0: So the first part, let's go, okay. How does it perpetuate existing power dynamics? Well, I think it's kind of what I said, right? Like it's providing this clear path to a predetermined destination of what we call success in that section, in that course, in that degree program, in that school. Yep. Like, people have gone there before just do these things to get to where they got right where they ended up. Yep. Right. And and in, in that way, if you play the game, the way that we design the game, then you get to, in essence, say you won the game. Right. Right. Um, But if you don't, then you will be punished and you will not win the game. Right. Um, So I think in that way, you know, in a very kind of basic general way, that's, that's uh, what I think of.
1: Well, so, and what do you think about this? I'm going to read a quote, how this quote sort of helps us think about this question you've asked. Um, The problem we face is not just coded into the LMS either. It's not just coded into Facebook and Twitter and the way we send an email or the machines we use to send text. It's coded into us. We believe that online learning happens this way. Uh, And I'll kind of skip a little bit. We believe that efficiency is a virtue. And then I'll skip. But these are not things that are true. These are things that are sold. And you were nodding your head and now you're thinking.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm nodding my head that that is programmed in us, yes. right? Yes. Um, then I stopped to think when it's
1: these are not true, right? That's what it. said. Yeah these things are not true they are things that are sold that's where i kind of get into a little bit of like the how could you
0: how could you claim that they're not true when when they clearly are
1: well so let me let me take a stab at it and we'll we we'll, and, and, and uh, i think I, I think i know what what that means but
0: i i think there's truth in what is as opposed to idealism right yeah anyway go ahead
1: well and i i read that as like these things are not things that teachers being honest and pursuing ways of engaging learning with students have discovered these are things that have been told to us sold to us uh packaged at conferences and you know given to us to talk about in small groups right these are things that we've adopted because either we have no other way of doing it or it's the way it's always been or it's the way these big corporations like Facebook et etc do things right
0: yes and and i see that too thank you for that because that is kind of probably more to what 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 um what he's saying there i i, I would think i don't know yeah. but then um i also think like he's selling me something right now though right right he's telling me this other way
1: right it's really
0: convincing because he's like i'm i'm an instructional designer so like this is you know i i really know this other way th- this way the way we're doing things not not great but there's another way and he's doing a good job of selling that to me right yeah
1: so okay let let i, I want to bring this this my mind is going here so i want to take us here right before yeah. we started recording you were telling me about your class this morning and you said you came in and you just said what's dehumanization
0: yeah go yeah that was it that was it yeah that's what i do
1: <laughs> right
0: on and how did that go for 30 minutes it was great yeah it was just one thing to another like i was just like let's see where let's see where this takes us and it was it was, a uh, very fruitful. Nice. Yeah. Very good questions. Very good examples. And, you know, yeah, it's and, my, it's and my was pick. there,
1: was there something about this particular class at this particular week in the semester, maybe something you had them read before or just some like, what was it that made you think that that was going to work?
0: Oh, I mean, we're on a, a race and ethnicity, uh, um, mod, module. Yeah. <laughs> I feel weird saying that word right now. See, makes me <laughs> a little more aware of that word module. That's, that's the area of exploration. Yes. And, okay. And so um, kind of in that way, it's relevant to what we've been reading, discussing, writing about. But then um, I think also like, I feel like that would have worked anywhere, anytime with any group. Cause that's what I want to do. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, totally. So let's go back to that. The constraints you placed on that particular class. Like, like you constrained, you held back the lecture, you held back the, here are the three things I want you to do after I ask you this next question. You held back the, at the end of this, you will produce blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of that going on. We didn't need all that today.
1: <laughs> totally. And, and at the same
0: I like time, I like a but, mix. I like a mix, you know. I, I want to come in and be like, let's just talk about this thing, see where it yeah. goes. But then also, like, yeah, there's this reading and this quiz and this thing, you know. But then there's always like flexibility and all of those things too. Um, But there's definitely a mix of like the structure and then the, the chaos. Absolutely. Like whatever, whatever happens
1: here, you know. Yeah, 100%. And so it's not that your course or even that moment was lacking any like organization or 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 expectations or any of that stuff. All of that is there. It's built in. This at this point, your class culture is established around these kinds of moves. So those expectations are implicit. Yeah. Yeah. Um but the mix. So let's think about online structures then. So how would an instructional designer to the second part of your question. So if we wanted to strive for that kind of inclusivity, that kind of real, just agency of learning in a mix, how do you, how, how would we, how would we talk to an instructional designer, ask them questions to get them to help us design this in our classes? Or do you feel, do we feel like we could design something like this in an online space to get at that mix that you're talking about. I,
0: I hate, I hate, you know what? I really don't like this response of like, it depends, but what the hell else am I going to do? So, know. you know, because like, it depends on who the instructional designer is. Yes. Well, what, what, what kind of, what, what kind of training do they have? What, what is their philosophy or are they just, you know, do they have a set of formulas and they're just plugging in the shit that I say? And if it doesn't plug in, then they're like, Hey, maybe think of something else that fits into this formula. Probably. Yeah. Probably. We all have our formulas, yeah. you know, whether we like to admit it or not, you know? Um, so I don't really talk to instructional designers about what I do. <laughs> right. right? Honestly. Right. Like I don't, cause I feel like I'm an instructional designer. I'm not. I have no training and I have no education in that, but I'm I'm designing the instruction I'm providing.
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: And. I think it's good, (laughs) you know, so. But anyway, back to your question, like what kind of questions? Okay, what am I asking myself then? How do I do this? Well, I definitely want creative projects um i definitely want to set the tone and let's talk about asynchronous course because now i can't just come in and, hey what's this let's go let's right. talk about this right but i can set up those situations i can set up projects where it, well here's the thing too you got to set the tone mm-hmm. of like you can come to me with something else
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm going to be excited i'm going to be happy right Mm -hmm. So if a student comes to me and they're like, oh, I know we're doing this project where I got to make this infographic, let's say, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I don't really want to do that. I'm kind of like thinking of a song. I'm like, oh, shit, this is dope. Like, where are we going? You know, like, I want that song. Let's do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think you need to allow the space for that. But you also got to set the tone so they know you're the kind of person that's going to allow the space for that. Right. Right. So that's yep. a hard thing to do when it is mechanized. Right. And when they've been shut down in the past. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, what I, inclusive instructional design looks like. That's what it looks like is that they act, uh, the students feel empowered to propose changes mm-hmm. It would be even a step further if they could make the changes without permission to tell you the truth to the, course. that would be, amazing. that would disrupt power structures that would make people upset Yeah, that would cause people to fail. And then by the letter of the law, it'd be justified that they failed, but damn, it would be yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah. What would that, what would that look like? Like, would that like, be like, Hey, I want
0: to do a song instead of doing your final. You're like, no, you have to do the final. Well, I'm going to write you the song. I'm going to bring it to you. Right. And, like, and they didn't do the final and I failed them. I had every right to fail them in that case. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they had every right to write that damn song instead.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I'm right now experiencing. So I have this this um, creative space in a, a composition class I'm teaching. Yeah. And I've got this whole like, okay, we're going to write this kind of thing. Here's the steps, and here's the the topic, and two of the students are like, basically fuck your topic. I'm writing about this other thing, and just didn't ask me, just straight oh. up did it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, okay, they're 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 doing the stuff, just they just chose a different sort of focus. Um, in my response to them, I'm like. I, this, is, I don't know what you think about this. This is my move because this is what I do in this kind of class. I like get into the discussion and I answer their questions or I nudge them a little bit. So the feedback is just in a shared space. And that's been the tone we've set. We're yeah. here to see each other's writing and response. So, so I'm in there. And so I'm like, you did all this stuff and I love how you and I, this part and this part and this part. And then I, after that say, okay, I, and, and I also love that you resisted my topic as a bonus challenge. Could you do this again with my topic? Question mark. And I just left it at that. And they got points; they already got the grade. So now it's just up to them. And, yeah. I, and I'm just—I'm curious. Like, did they resist my topic because they really wanted to write about this other thing, which I'm cool about, yeah. or did they resist the topic because it seemed too hard? So they went with a route they thought was easier. And I—I'm—if I, that was the case, I want to—I want to challenge them. I want them to step up. I want to see what they can do.
0: Yeah, that's not always going to be the response they get, though. Right. 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 Um, and, and sometimes it's not appropriate to give that response. Okay. You know, yes. in the workplace, I can't like, OK, I, I'm department chair. I got to do a program review. Well, I'm going to do it my way. Right. You know? it's like Well, right. program review is not a good example. Scheduling. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know what? I think these I think we have um a lack of classes that start at midnight. <laughs> that would be cool. We could be known as like the midnight marauders, you know? Yeah. Here we go, right? Um <laughs> it's not gonna go well. And they're not gonna. They might do the same thing you did, though, actually. Might be the same response. <laughs> that was nice.
1: I appreciate now, it. Now can
0: you do it with the schedule that we fucking came up with? Right. That would be cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah. but <sighs> Inclusive instructional design. So I, I don't want to steer away from, like, the other interpretations of that word, right? Yep. Right. What does this look like for... Disproportionately impacted student populations? What does this look like for individuals with um, disabilities? What does this look like for veterans? What does this look like for um, fill in the blank, right? Right. What does it look like for our students? Yeah. All of our students. Right. But then the specific you know, we say all of our students because they're all experiencing the class that way, but we know they're not all experiencing the class in that way. That's and, and and I really mean that the way that I said it mm-hmm. is that the intention is, and the thing they are experiencing that class because we we made something and and now we're presenting it to them, so they they see it, but. Some people are like, "Wow, I really like the way this is structured." Right, and then they go to another class that is not structured that way. That class now is somehow inferior just based on not being as mechanized, mechanized or or you know rigidly structured. Right, it's not as good of a class. There'll be complaints of like, "I don't know what to do here." Right, it's so ambiguous. It's so like like just tell me what to do. Right. right. And then the other part of it is like, if it's so rigid, it's a turn off. It's like, I can't be myself. My, I can't, I can't express myself in this class. There's no room for that. It's just do the damn thing that they said to do. Right. So that's why I like the mix. And I'm not saying I have the perfect mix far from it. it it's just what does, could you be inclusive? In any of these situations adopting one or over the other and by providing some kind of mix because i i think that being inclusive is actually impossible that's what i think hmm. i don't think that that's a real thing i think that's like social justice that's not a real thing that's something that we strive for like equity not gonna happen no it's not do we aim for it? Yes. Is that our aim? Is that our focus? Is that our, where our efforts go? Absolutely. It's not going to happen. You know how many resources we've put into it? I'm looking and talking to one of the most equity-minded instructors I know. I know you have equity gaps. Yes. Just like everyone else. Right. I do too. Right.
1: It's not happening. So so these are ideals. These are goals and the point is Brandiose, not. To...
0: I'll say too, yes. What was that grandiose? I will say too, yes. They're 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 unattainable. They're
1: intractable. Right, and and we're not being cynical when we say these are not going to happen. Where at least I'm not. I'm saying it. The point is to strive towards them because it's in the striving that my class becomes more responsive, more inclusive, and not not and and there and there can and I wonder what you think about this, Sean, there can never be an achieved equity inclusive class because I will meet new human beings next time. Right. And I will always, I mean, this, this is why we have equity gaps because we are working with human beings. We're not doctors with patients on a table. We are a mind in a room full of minds that come from all kinds of different spaces. No,
0: I, I I agree. So yeah, that's always going to change. And, and
1: yeah, like I said,
0: no, we strive for it. It is our aim, but, but to think we're going to achieve it, I I think is foolish. And I think it, it, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're being ignorant of what we've seen thus far (laughs) and what we've experienced thus far, which is, it's not going to happen. And and there's too much, there's too many variables, and 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 most of them are out of our control. Um, no matter what you do to your classroom, and and we need to really be uh, aware and 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 really, uh, I don't know, if skeptical is a word I'm thinking of. Or, but like we got to watch out for people that think they have the answer, and they're like, if you just do this, exactly, then this is we're gonna get there. Yeah, I, I don't believe them, and I don't trust that, and and that that's I think that's a very dangerous way to approach equity.
1: Those are things that are not true. Those are things that are sold. That's what <laughs> I would put. That. But so let me, let me let me, let me share, uh, uh, let me share this. So, a student, like the, the comparison of different classes. Okay. So a student comes in. I have this student right now in my class and I would put this student in a, a, a disproportionately impacted group. This student has come in from the beginning of the class into the classroom and sat in the back in the corner with headphones in. And yeah. I would I would say that this is a student who is familiar with the structures of that kind of space and has right. a preference for being in a certain being in that space in a certain way. And that that, that is what this student is doing each time they're in the space. Right. And I've done my good intrusive practices. I've done my good humanizing. I've done my all the tricks and tips and fucking whatever's that I know to try yeah, yeah, yeah. build a relationship with this student. You know, uh, offer different ways of approaching assignments. Listening to like like interests and try to thread those into potential topics. All this stuff, student still comes in, sits, headphones in. Okay but that classroom is a standard classroom and that classroom is open and inclusive. That student is still there that, and I'm doing all the right. And, and yet there's something about the design of that class that is not working for this student in this, in this semester. Now I think I can think long-term and, and I, hopefully there's a relationship building there where, you know, even if whatever, whatever happens this semester, this student can still be successful uh, over the course of, you know, their academic career. Um, but I want I just want to throw one more thing into that mix because I keep thinking about it as we're having this conversation. There's a cool game designer that I was listening to who made the argument that there's no such thing as an intuitive design. There's no such thing. Like no technology is intuitive. No space is intuitive. No set of rules is intuitive. What you mean by that, if you say this is intuitive, all you mean is that this is responding to my kind of what's familiar to me. In other words, and this is that Zaretta Hammond quote, all things are culturally responsive, but to whose culture are they responding? So when I think of this one student who's sitting in my class with the headphones in, this student has a robust set of ways of thinking, uh, uh, expression. I know this, this person's mind lights up when they are in a certain space talking to certain people about certain stuff. I know that that happens. I believe that that happens my classroom and how I'm teaching it right now and who else is in there is not doing it for that student hasn't done it yet um so so <laughs>
0: I, have, I have so many go ahead any questions about this one go ahead well <laughs> I, I first I'll ask you what what is one of the intrusive practices i just i i need to know because I'm thinking of something right now and i'm gonna I'm going I'm to tell you, but I want to know what you've tried.
1: Okay. So I, my class is very much like small group collaboration. Right. Um, so let me, let me riff off like two or three. One yeah, is yeah, yeah. just, just the, it's a busy room. And so I'm popping around and I strategically talk to three other students. Uh, totally like the ones who are always talking, the ones who are quiet. And then I go talk to this student. So there's no, like, I'm just talking to the students who clearly are always late or whatever
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so kneel down we're in the space and i'm just like quick you know how's it going and then uh what do you think of this and so that's one so constantly doing that trying yeah. out. okay he take
0: the headphones out for that
1: he does he does okay yeah right. he takes the headphones out for that um the other one i've said before is the discussion lead assignment so i've asked this student to be the discussion leader mm-hmm. and is surrounded by a whole group of classmates. His job is to write stuff on the board and ask them questions. They're clapping for him every now and then to give him that affirmation. That You see, little light up, little light up, but a lot of discomfort. Not super stoked to be in that role or in that spot.
0: Back to the headphones. Yeah. The
1: headphones once is done. Yep. Um, and the other is, con- this is in the online space, constant feedback, but really short. Like, I'm not overwhelming the student with paragraphs. It's like, this is great this I don't see. What do you think about that? Like just quick, quick. And this person is responding to me. Like if something's missing, gets it in. Um, we have a way better relationship online than we do in the space, at least in terms of our communication. So that's a couple of things.
0: Cool. Have you mentioned the headphones? Nope.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you, do I have permission to tell you what I want to say? Because like, I I hate like, I'm always excited to say things like this, but then I'm like, what if the other person's like, fuck you, I didn't ask you, you know, like (laughs) I'm asking for it. Okay. So this is what I would do. I would would get like a Bluetooth speaker. Okay. And then be like, Hey, 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 get his attention. Hook up to my Bluetooth. It's this. They'll be like, what? Yeah, whatever you're listening to, hook it up. Yeah. Play it. Get them to do it, you know? Yeah. Then when the music's playing, what fucking choice does he have?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: That's a good one. Have you done that?
0: No, but I would love to. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: what I've done before, like they'll have headphones in and I'll be like, Gimme. Oh. I'm going to listen to it. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to put this in my ear now. And they're like, my- Okay. And then you keep the right one because it's usually AirPods. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep the right one. You keep the left one. Yeah. We'll be on the same page. And they like that. Or I'll ask them what they're listening to. You know? I'll yeah. be like, What kind of things do they talk about? Then like sociology, I could relate it. Like oh, yeah. it's it's pretty easy yeah. from there, you know, I mean, I've told you before uh, that I've taken their, their, their texting. And I'm like, let me text them <laughs> that, you know, the uh, call them right now, put them on speaker. I want to talk to them, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know. I like to have fun with it, oh, but yeah. I like something like that. Like if the music is playing now and everybody can hear it and this student can hear it. Yeah. No need for the headphones anymore. Right. And now you kind of just gotta be going on with what you gotta be into like whatever's happening in the class. And everybody else is pretty like intrigued. They're like, how did this come about? You know, <laughs> like imagine it's kind of there's there's some theatrics to it too, right? Like you're pulling out a Bluetooth speaker and you're like, Hey, JBL5, connect to it. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I like to have fun with it because, because if it's gnawing at me, I got to do it, but I want to do it in a way that makes everybody excited. Like, whoa, a little different,
1: you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's good. And I, it just makes me wonder because I do, I have the student who has the headphones in just because either that's their habit or whatever. And but then at one point they dial in, they're like either the headphones just come out because they feel like they found their way in the class or or it's a class day where they need to pay attention. So they're choosing to do that. Right. I wonder with this student, if it's more like leave me alone, like that's why he sits in the space like that he sits. And that's why he's reluctant to join the small groups. It It is like uh, he brought something in to keep yeah. him separate, you know. Uh, go ahead i see you think just like uh,
0: well i was telling you before we got on too like I, I was playing a chess tournament online yes nerd alert um and and you know we we're playing really like the longer games that you could play is like you have 30 minutes each total right to make to make your moves and and so um you know I probably had like 22 minutes left on my clock and this person probably had like 26. So they were beating me on time and they were obviously going faster than I was. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they put in the chat, like, did you go faster, please? I'm like, why the hell did you pick a 30 minute just came to play? Right. You could choose, you could go one minute, you know, like, <laughs> so like the leave me alone. Yeah. I'm sorry. You made the choice to be here with us. Yeah. I'm making the choice to have you here with us.
1: Right. right. And
0: if there's other reasons why you can't, then I will respect that. But if it's because you have headphones in, like, we're all listening to your music now, buddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, let, let's, let's move forward. Like, hey, let us into your world you're in our world we're in each other's world but you got something going on that we're not privy to in the same physical space that we're in share it let's go
1: right no totally and so so let me let me throw this in i i'm i'm there with you and i i remember talking to an instructional designer early early days and this was person like you know, we were, we, my course was being evaluated and I have told you about this process. This was like a a state initiative thing. Yes. Yeah. And so I've been, I'm, I'm in the, the zoom meeting with the instructional designer. Uh, I think it was zoom might've been something else at the time. And, um, she asked me, she's like, okay, pretend I'm a student and I'm coming into your class on Wednesday and I'm in here 20 minutes before this thing is due. Um, how, how do i get to it like how how do i complete the task on time and i'm like well, first of all like you can't do this on time like even if you could find it and i think you can i think i think i have all this stuff that helps you know how to find stuff sure you can't do it in 20 minutes like you had to do the that's why it, and it just like the the question like so to to morris's point like I was being I was being advised to design my course with these sort of like pathways of least resistance, so that you could be you and have your priorities and get in and get out of my class. And I wanted to bring bring in like sandpaper, like I wanted to bring in like not a labyrinth to make things confusing, but I wanted like curves in the road that would like slow you down. And the only yeah. way you could do it was to slow down because that, that that's my. Philosophy around learning is those, and I want you to be there with other people, right? I want other people to slow you down and so so I feel strongly about that with online stuff, and I've got all kinds of this is how to do it, blah, blah blah. But what you're making me realize is like, okay, the headphones thing, I see that as a respect, like a choice, like, but I am creating a pathway of least resistance that that student can occupy and just slide through the class without without being slowed down by what other people are saying. Because the student can't hear it,
0: you know. And beyond that, beyond that, the person is in the class. Let's 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 be real. They're in the class to pass English one hundred, right? Right. That's what class are in
1: uh, English two hundred two. Oh wow! Okay, I know.
0: Was headphones going on with one hundred? Anyway, um, that's not all. where they are to teach and learn right that that that's not like it doesn't just come down to the grade and and the objectives and all of that it's especially in person it's like being in a space with people it's 2023 a lot of people don't know how to do that i know and guess what this person doesn't either however I'm not looking, and I'm not going to assume the reasons why there could be so many legitimate reasons why they have the headphones in, okay? Yeah, I just want to say that, because it just feels like I can hear arguments that don't exist. I feel like, you know, when'm I'm, when I'm fighting with ghosts. So <laughs> nothing against ghosts either. Anyway, so <laughs> um, but but at the same time, maybe there's never been an attempt. Yes. What if there's never been an attempt to get this person to be included? Right. What if nobody's ever gave a fuck what he's listening to? Right. Right. Why should he give a fuck about listening to others?
1: Right. I hear you. Sorry. No, on. you're on Come it. Today. And, and and this is, I mean, yeah, I mean, this this is this is so like landing back in, in uh Morris. That's what I'm
0: curious about. I want to know what he's listening to. That's actually my question. What What are you listening to? Yeah. Because you're choosing to listen to that over what's happening here in the place you're in. Right. That's got to be some good shit. Yeah. And I want some. We all want some. Right. Throw it on the Bluetooth. <laughs> right. I I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of I'm just like morbidly curious about things too. I just want to see how that goes.
1: <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Like I just want to see how how all the reactions happen, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: No, dude. I know. I yeah.
0: Um but anyway, I, I think that back to the design part of it though, and and the question that you got, and you know how you how you're not thinking about learning in the same way these instructional designs. Designers are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I probably wouldn't ask an instructional designer. They do great work. I, I've advocated to get instructional de- designers at our campus. I've worked with a lot of them. Um, not necessarily to build my course, but to like have ideas, and it's gone much like how you're talking about. Like I want to I want to give to them as much as they're giving to me. And I don't think they should listen to everything I say either, right? This is the way it works right so right.
1: yeah but i know instructional designers who are really creative and open-minded about this stuff so like there's this and this is true of all all our disciplines like i've got these set of structures that work really well most of the time so if you just need structures here's some but yes. then are also like oh you're telling me about this really interesting problem or circumstance uh, you know uh that facilitates learning um that's interesting that that's going to require another sort of approach. I'm into this. Let's try to figure this out at a design level like that. I love that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Right. Can Can I, okay. Yeah. We're moving to our last, my, my last that's question. Okay. Yeah. So going back to the, <laughs> going back to the book. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask you how can teachers and instructional designers create a classroom environment that encourages experimentation, Mm -hmm. inquiry, Mm -hmm. and feedback. Mm -hmm. All my questions have two parts. So second part, um, how can they help learners to become their own best resources?
1: Mm -hmm. I think the answer to both of those questions is you have to build relationships. I mean, that's, that's where I land. And I think that's true in the online space. I think that's true in the in person space, um, I, I I've I've had this argument with different teachers, different pedagogical positions, reading, um, and I just I just I'm 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 I, I'm not convinced that you can learn by yourself in a mechanized process. You have to have another a relationship with another mind, another heart, another body um, to do this stuff to get to what you're talking about inquiry, feedback, um, you have to trust and you have to be trusted um, and you have to be like into it to a certain extent. So when someone says, what does dehumanization mean? I'm not just, okay, I got five minutes until my show starts. So I'm going to type my three minute or my three sentence answer and send. And I'm not going to look at anybody else's stuff. I'm just out. When that question comes up, I want my student to like already be wondering, like, what is that person in the class going to say? Because they always say weird shit. And what is this person going to say? Because we always fight and argue over stuff. And I really want to say this, but I really want to hear. And I'm wondering where this is going to go because the professor's wonky, too. You know what I mean? Like that. And yeah, that's that's I think how you do that.
0: I love that. I love that so much. That's that's the way a class goes when it's going well. so what, when you think of like an artist, what does an artist do? What, 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 like, how would you just kind of, you know, writing on a napkin here? Like what what, what does an artist do?
1: Uh, oh, there's a cool quote. Uh, I think this is a Stephen King quote. So an artist does something that starts in their imagination. But what they create causes it to finish in your imagination.
0: Oh, I like that. That's not what I was thinking at all. Um, so <laughs> I like that though. That that's really good. It's Stephen King. So um I was thinking more of like what an artist does is they see the world, right? Yeah, they're they're observing, they're they're taking in the world. Yeah. And then what they out the output. Is like an expression of all of that somehow, sure. right? It's not just even if they're bringing like one thing, it's like or or they're or they're making a song about one thing, it's really it, it's it's about all the things up to that point are there somewhere to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and I feel like that with like musical artists and 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 painters and and just graphic designer. I just feel like that that's what they do. And I feel like that's what I like the attitude that I take into teaching that, that I agree a lot with, with what we've read here, what we're talking about, because uh, you know, the, the mechanized thing, I guess some people call that art, right. But, But it's different than, than translating experience to expression. And that is really like at the core of my teaching philosophy. Mm. And so, you know, you know, everybody wants fucking tips, dude. Everybody wants like, everybody wants like formulas and like, I, I, I I, I almost lose my mind when it's like, can we get like some equity practices? Like, no, you can't, you can't have any. How about that? (laughs) Figure it out. Like, (laughs) And and building relationships is how you do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, sometimes I don't even realize this until like I'm reflecting on it now. Is like, the other day it's like the student was saying, you know, they got no minor car accident. They they were okay. This other student just got a new job. This other student over here is like moving and is going to be transferring to a different community college, right? And that was all before. The bell rang right yeah. before before the, the 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 nine o'clock class started. That was all from eight forty five to nine. That we're having these conversations, right? Yeah. And so, uh, during our discussion, I incorporated all three of those scenarios into what the hell we were talking about. Right. right. To me, that is my art. And then it just goes away. Like I just that that's never happening again. No one's gonna remember except for me right now. And 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 that's it. But, but it's like, you know, that's inclusion on another level that totally. like the shit that's actually happening in their life was used in the discussion about the content that we were having today right. because he fucking asked me what the hell was going on in my life. Yeah. And then he actually listened to it and put it in there and I'm not a fucking hero or anything for doing that. It's just my job. And that's just the way I like to do it. I'm just saying, like, the practices are with the practitioner. They're not outside of them, and you can't adopt my practices and have your good class. You or your good experience. Totally, that has to come from you.
1: Right, hundred percent. That phrase used, you said, translate experience into expression. And this right. is why when I read stuff like Morris and it stays at this like level of 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 philosophy and critique and it gets into some of the granular stuff but he doesn't pivot into say okay here are the five practices that help us solve this problem like once you get that for me I'm like I'm out sorry like okay maybe I would try something like that but that works for you because you've translated your experience thinking about this stuff into that expression right and that's what a practitioner is. That's what you're talking about. That's
0: a lot of people. That's all they're looking for is the five things like fuck what he said before that. Like, give me the five things that I need to do to to close these equity gaps. You know, the the truth is to close the equity gaps, you have to do 15 million things. (laughs) and You can't, it's impossible.
1: But, but, (laughs) but there's, there's, I don't know. I feel like what we're saying also is no, no, it's, we need to even if we bring the five things in because we're facing something we've never faced before and i've been in that space like i need five things give me fucking something so I'll I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll bring something in but i'm also bringing that in knowing these are going to fail in big ways or small ways and it's going to be with my students together that we will use that failure into something generative right and or they will help show me what next time is the better way to approach this. And then through that process together, we hone. This is where the craft of teaching comes in, right? It's we hone it together. And and or I, as the practitioner, know how to hone it, right, for my students and with my students.
0: So uh, this could go on forever because right this is this is my issue right now with professional learning, professional development. Yeah. it it feels the same way that there's this structured mechanized approach that is favorable to some constituent groups and stakeholders and then there is the art of teaching translating experience to expression and it's sacred and it's very meaningful and it's deeply personal and it's it's not going to be measured in the way that is appreciated by the other stakeholders. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. That the, I mean, that opens up another whole can of worms. But I'm just going to say that, I, like, I don't, you know, we may teach science, right? We may teach English. We may teach... But but the way that we teach those things yeah. often are uh, they're 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 separate from that scientific approach because that works for figuring out things quantitatively. Right. Teaching is a qualitative endeavor.
1: Hmm. I'm I'm resisting the can of worms and also that might be a good way to end it just right there. Tell you the truth. <laughs> Unless there was more you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I,
0: I I think we should just end it there.
1: I think we should. I think that was a good. Yeah. Cause you sent me into a, Oh damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Until next time, but we're going to, we're going to do another part of this book next. So um, cool. that'll be exciting. And it'll probably just do the same damn thing. It'll be like, you know, just bringing us everywhere all at once. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it because what a way to jump off on this one. This is great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. This is good.
0: If you heard anything in this episode that has you
1: thinking about how you teach, why you teach, or if anything made you feel joyful or even mad, like you just yelled at your dishes or whooped while you were walking your neighborhood, I've
0: done those things.
1: <laughs> then we really want to hear from you. You can find us on the Twitter at Safe Topics. Let us know how you're responding to today's book stuff. Like, what did we miss? Or what did we totally get right? Or what questions did we raise for you?
0: And best of all, how are you thinking about your teaching and students?
1: We'll update what we're reading so you can read along if you want, and your feedback will shape our discussions as we go.
0: We may even read some comments in the episodes to come. And not just the nice ones. Safe Topics is a safe setting for dangerous topics.
1: That's right. If you like this episode, please rate and subscribe. We've never really asked people to do that before. I know. I think it's cool, though. We're ready to be rated and subscribed subscribeded. Yeah, and big thanks to Kelly Burnett
0: and the rest of the Safe Topics team for editing, producing, promoting, and all the other wonderful backstage stuff you do.
1: <laughs> and thank you for listening.